Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. Please don't hump my lamp. Dude, I am seven fingers in the gym beam. Get the fucking chili hot dog out of my face. Your next comedian coming to the stage. He's so funny. He's such a hoot. And making yeah, sure let me shove this out. baby out of my ba- out of my chewed up jibs and then stoner and the fat man. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Mark Poulos, as always. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, my second part interview with Randy and Carlo. Uh, this whole episode, we just talk about uh, his time as uh, Dustin Screech Diamond's opener. Uh, he toured with him for about a year and a half and uh, has some really funny stories about him and a lot of interesting insights into his life and personality and... Uh, I know with all the stuff that's uh, been in the news about him and and all the different stories, it's, uh, I think, an interesting story to be told. So uh, I'm actually uh, really happy to have Randy on the show and uh, get to hear the fun stories about uh, Screech, if you were a fan of Saved by the Bell. So uh, coming up next, Randy and Carlo, as we chat Dustin Screech Diamond. We are back for the second interview with Randy and Carlo. Welcome back, Randy. Thank you. It's good to be remember, back. Remember, get back. You got to get on that mic. I'm on leave. it. Well, you don't have to get that close. <laughs> so uh, we've just completed uh, our, our triple feature movie for the day. We watched uh, Insidious 2, which was terrifying. Then we watched o- Old Boy. Old Boy. With Josh Brolin, which was disturbing. Also terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> then we wrapped it up with the goods of Jeremy Piven. So I asked Randy back on the show to do another episode because um, he, for a year and a half, was uh, Dustin Diamond Screech's uh, opener. And uh, I feel like Screech is an interesting person to talk about with, uh, you know, with him being in the news as much as he has over the last couple of years with uh celebrity fit club obviously saved by the bell uh the foreclosure on his house and he's trying to sell t-shirts on howard stern to pay for the mortgage and uh the infamous sex tape that came out the the sex tape and uh the drug allegations celebrity big brother was he on celebrity big brother what else was he on um captured hearts (laughs) what the (laughs) hell was that (laughs) it's a movie he produced I haven't watched it. <laughs> so basically, the, uh, the drug uh, allegations for about a year and a half, you toured around and opened for him at various locations. Did he have other guys, or were you the guy? He's uh, pretty much got one for his Midwest shows, and uh, somebody in Florida that opens for him. Okay. As well, I don't so, know who like a Florida guy is. So from from talking like he didn't seek you out he had a gig that he was supposed to do in watertown and aberdeen and you got hired by the company to just be his opener and uh he just took a liking to you obviously right 
But uh, even that first show that you ever worked with him, there was problems. Well, what happened in that first show is uh, it was a bad snowstorm. It was in March of... Does that look like a dick? (laughs) 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 Is that me? It looks like a dick. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we're... (laughs) Randy brought uh, shark fruit snacks to the uh, to the podcast, and I swear to God, one of these sharks looks like a dick and balls. That definitely looks. <laughs> they could Who all put these together. <laughs> so this is this is the uh, this is, is this the cheap episode. This is the cheap Target brand, right? Yeah. Essentials or a dollar ninety nine. Oh, that's a, you're actually getting ripped off. There's fruit snacks that are like ninety nine cents. Oh shit! But they're go, not sharks. Go to Walmart's. <laughs> So, yeah, the first show that he ever worked with him was Watertown, and he was going to fly into Watertown? He was uh, flying into uh, Sioux, Sioux, Sioux Falls. Falls, which is uh, about, I'd say, 115 miles from Watertown, so about so two hours maybe. The plan was is I was going to drive to Sioux Falls and pick him up, and then we were going to drive to Watertown. Mm-hmm. He was flying in from Milwaukee. And what happened was uh, there's snow delays in Milwaukee, and he missed his flight. As you'll come to find out in this podcast as we speak more and more about Dustin Diamond or Screech, I find that hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just missed his flight. I don't know if the weather had anything to do about it. I think you're probably absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so he missed his flight. He, he missed so now his flight. He, the next one he takes. Well, what happened actually? There's kind of a story behind that too. We oh, were geez. we were in Sioux Falls when we found that out. Oh, I was God. just waiting for him. The uh, the Booker. We'll mention their name. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to he, mention um, that Nobody cares. Nobody knows nobody. who the Booker is, anyways. Right. A Booker is just someone that. Hires the comedians Nobody even to work knows what their a venues. Is. Yeah, so <laughs> you have to explain what I'm a booker just, is. So. I forget, but um, so I get a phone call saying he's not going to be in. That he might be able to catch like an eight o'clock. The show's supposed to start at nine, so uh, we're just sitting at a uh, casino there, like they have the yeah. little tiny. We just go inside of one of those, and. Uh, the lady that works there overhears the conversation that I was having, and she's like, "I'll pick him up." <laughs> just some <laughs> so random, just some lady. random lady at the uh, at the casino. I was oh like, "I'll drive God. him from here if you guys want to go and uh, get there in time." <laughs> you had no idea who she was. <laughs> I had no idea who she was, but she I was, was like, like "Okay." <laughs> so you, just, you turned over the entire transportation of Dustin Diamond to Watertown to some, to random, some lady. random lady at the casino. She worked there, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, at least she worked there, and she just wasn't some lady. <laughs> she in a seemed little like rascal. she worked there. <laughs> she might. <laughs> and I think what's what's crazy about this story is that uh, I actually headlined both those rooms the week, week before, before you guys did it, and we went to, me and the guy that was working with me. We went to Watertown and Aberdeen, and all over these hotels or venues or whatever are posters for Dustin Diamond Screech coming in on. Uh, these next week to do the shows and I asked the front desk and the management and I was like well this is nice but I was like where are the posters for our show tonight and they were like there's a show tonight they go <laughs> usually if they do a famous person on the weekend there's a show tonight. They, they'll, they won't have the Wednesday show because 
people just won't show up for comedy twice. And I was like, well, that's great. So there was no, we had like five people at our show and the guy that was running the show, he spent the entire time promoting Screech on, on uh, Friday or whatever, oh, Saturday. Wow. So, but nobody, so you got to the show. So what on happened? Time. I called, uh, called the guy back and I told him, I was like, listen, this lady wants to drive him there. I'll, I'll let her. <laughs> And he's like, actually, we got it figured out to where Dustin's just going to fly into Watertown. No, Or actually, he didn't fly into Watertown. What happened is he flew in about an hour and a half outside of Watertown. Where? I'm not sure. But the uh, a couple of the guys that worked at the hotel went and drove him, went and picked him up wherever he was, God, and I drove wonder- him to the... Re- rest of the way to the show he didn't make it into watertown until about about 11 o'clock i'm interested to know i i mean obviously it had to be it had to be a big city right uh i don't feel like it was um okay because it was just a it was a tiny airplane that he was in okay and i'm just kind of remembering this (laughs) this is a year and a half ago but um they had like a car full of basically like 21 year olds went and picked them up and oh wanted God. to make like liquor store stops on the way and they were drinking in the car on the way to the <laughs> oh my god into the hotel needless to say you had to fill the time till he got there what happened is uh, how many people were at the show it was it was sold out there was probably about 200 people there wow did All they start at nine we ended up starting at about 9.30. I had a friend with me and uh, that also does stand-up. So he did some time before you. He did, uh, yeah, he went on and did about, probably about 15 minutes before I went on. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and then you so, went on and did an hour? Well, yeah, how much, happened How much time actually, do you feel like you had at that time, like solid time? <laughs> solid? <laughs> Maybe 30 at that time maybe 35 so how did you pull it to an hour a lot of old jokes oh boy <laughs> a lot of stuff that i very Holy did like the very smoke. first time what so happened he, so when he got there did he just come straight in and go right on stage and take you off stage or how did it work what happened was we did tom did 15 and i did about a half hour um actually about 45 the first set and then we took a break to find out what was going on, if he was coming or if he was going to ever get there. Wow. And so we, uh, we took a break for about 15 minutes and then came back out. And Tom did about 10 more. And I did another 20 minutes or so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe none of these people asked for their money back. I can't either. That's and, just uh, ridiculous. So how much time did he do when he actually got there? <laughs> he did about 30 minutes when he finally got there. That's another thing we're going to talk about on this show is the fact that he has uh, like a, a, a predisposition with you to try to get you to do more time so he can do less time and still get the money that he's going to be paid. Right. We'll talk about that later. But what, I, was, I was on stage. This is what happened. I was on stage, and I was wrapping it up kind of. And I, I just look over to my left, and I just see him standing in the doorway, <laughs> just staring at me with his arms crossed. 
And I was like, holy shit, there's Screech. I should probably. <laughs> did you say that? or you just? Yeah, I did. Just, I oh. said that. And people went nuts? Yeah, they did. They got excited. And then he went on stage and probably went did 10 stage. minutes about how shitty of a travel day it was. Right. And how tired he was. How he wanted to go home. How he wanted to go home. <laughs> oh, my God, man. So that was the first show, and then you That did. was a, a really good show, actually. A lot of people, surprising to me, were like, well, we feel like we got our money's worth without him. Wow. I was like, that was, that was cool, cool to hear. You did get a four-person standing ovation. Four-person, yeah. And they weren't going to the bathroom. No, they didn't get up and leave. They sat back down. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be worth mentioning that he lives just outside of Milwaukee now, right? Right. And you live... In Duluth, Minnesota. It's about <coughs> Duluth, a Minnesota. six and a half hour drive from my house to yeah. his. Duluth is up near the Great Lakes. Up right two, on Lake Superior. Three hours north of Minneapolis? About two and a half, yeah. Yeah. And so when you first, when you first started working with him, he somehow talked you into driving all the way to Milwaukee to pick him up four times. <laughs> and I'm interested to know how the hell he talked you into doing that. I have no idea. I guess I was just excited. I was finally getting some work on the road. <laughs> and That's it? I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I was like, I, I guess I'm opening for Screech now. I thought I made it somewhere. <laughs> Does he pay for gas? No. <laughs> no. Which I don't understand. Like, how do you not... Zero gas dollars. Because he always says he's going to. And then he somehow forgets at the end. I tell you what, man. If somebody picks me up and we're driving to a gig in their car and I'm the headliner... Like, if I'm the feature, like, I have no problem, like, splitting the gas. But if the feature comes and gets me and drives us to the gigs all the gas is on me because we're using their car so i don't get where he's coming off on that i don't either i just uh, but you said too he's a bad tipper he doesn't it doesn't tip at all so i mean that probably just goes along with the fact that he doesn't want to pay for gas as he's you know cheap right very and as we've seen in the news in the last couple of days, a lot of famous people, even professional athletes, find themselves being cheap and, and not tipping. We are just talking about how Jeremy Piven is, is supposedly a cheap skate, too. I guess he was in the Los Angeles, Jeremy Piven, and he uh, tipped with a signed, ep- signed copy of an Entourage the DVD. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. I did that. <laughs> and he's not allowed back in that restaurant. They won't. Oh, God. Uh, it's hilarious. He, uh, but I think one of the one of the funniest things that you told me about your tours with him is that that he's kind of delusional sometimes. That you will you'll tell him ideas of jokes that you want to do, and then he'll just like do them on stage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what were the two that you were telling? The one that you had? Well, first of all, I, j- I just told him a story. I had a, a friend of mine got in a fight, and um, he gets a little crazy sometimes, and he told this kid, he's like, I'm going to put a smile on your neck, meaning he was going to slit the kid's throat. Cause <laughs> Sounds my very friend's graphic. friend's a psycho. Yeah, he seems crazy. That's why he's my friend. What are you hanging out with these people? <laughs> well, I grew up with these kids. <laughs> all right. 
and uh, he just maybe had too many drinks that night. I don't know. Maybe it's serious. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't At least you know you got backup <laughs> yeah. if you're ever in a serious situation. He'll put a smile on your neck. And so it's just I told him that story just because we were talking. We were driving in the car for so long. And that very night, he goes on stage, and this guy stands up to fight him pretty much while Dustin was on stage. And uh, <laughs> Dustin dropped that line. He said, I'll put a smile on your neck to that guy. God, he's got some problems, man. And this guy, first other, off, looked like a vampire, though. <laughs> but I thought the other one was the other, crazier uh, because you were on stage and somebody yelled out, uh, you said something about, oh, my friend got married. Oh, yeah, that's... And that um, sucks. And then a lady yelled, you suck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when my set was done. <laughs> So, and, you know, uh, if you're going to a comedy show, don't yell out you suck. <laughs> like, what's your problem, people? Especially if you're not even going to listen. Yeah. She was talking to her friends the entire time. Oh, for God's sakes. She was there to but, relive some old Saved by the Bell memories. So the next day you, you were sitting with him, and he was on the phone with his manager, and he, he said in, that the thing that happened to you happened to him. Right, and he was talking to his manager on the phone, he's like, dude, why did you send me out here to North Dakota? where we were at the time he's like i i hate going out here because uh, i was on stage last night and some bitch yelled out you suck now seriously uh, telling that story like it was do you feel like he took that story just to kind of make it seem worse than it is or do you feel like he might be out of his mind <laughs> i feel like it's uh it's a, it's a mixture of both because there was a you were telling me a different one yesterday about uh that you went to the movie with like the promoter and his girlfriend and your phone was like on like My half a battery and so it was dead and unbeknownst to you he was trying to get a hold of you all day he said he called about 50 times which i will say this he couldn't show me in his call log I forgot about that because uh, he told me he called me about 50 times, which I had voicemails from him. But uh, I was like, show me in your call log where you tried to call me 50 times. And that was, uh, <laughs> it was gone. Everything else was there. And was that was that the time, too, that he said that? That was the time. And then afterwards, I got a text message that said, uh, if you don't call me back in the next five minutes, I'm bailing. I'm going to leave. Gonna, I'm leaving. Just gonna leave. Yeah, and just not do the show that we had that night. I've never heard of somebody like this, man. It's just, it's just so it's crazy. It's so professional. And, uh. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but was that the time, too, that he said that if you would have called him back, he wouldn't have gotten mugged outside the hotel? Yeah, that was um, that same morning. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, the gig that you guys did, like, I have done it, and I've stayed at that hotel, uh, there's nothing around it. There's nothing around there. Like, I didn't there's, have a there's, car. There's, there's a Sonic, yeah. but there's nothing by there. It's not like a city center or anything. Like, he would have had to have gotten robbed by someone staying in the same hotel. <laughs> and that seems like a crazy thing to pull off. You know? You're, like, yeah. down at breakfast, and you're like, <laughs> That's an wait a minute. Awkward walk back to the hotel room <laughs> as you're following them, and they're in the room right next door. They, Give me all your money. <laughs> and then they rob them. And then they have to wait for the sliding doors to open up so they can go back in the hotel. Just the awkward elevator ride up <laughs> to the fifth floor. They, they run down to the edge to use their key card to open the side door, and it's just not working. Like, 
One second here, one second. Because literally, it's like three hotels and a bunch of restaurants. And it's on it, and it's a it's a well lit area. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, I guess I we should know. tell the story before what? we talk about it too much. But what happened is he said that um, if I would have answered his phone calls, uh, he got mugged by by two giant black guys. Mm-hmm. Those were his words. Sounds and, uh, reasonable outside the Baymont <laughs> Inn and Suites. In a small North Dakota town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess what happened is one of them said, uh, what are you doing tonight? And this is apparently not even nighttime anymore. <laughs> At like 7 in the morning. Who gets mugged at 7 in the morning in front of a Baymont? I think it's safe to say no one. I think you're right. What, it seems like uh, he likes to pump up things for... Somebody but might that, have asked him for $5. <laughs> so there was, there's been many a trips that you've taken with him and shows that you've done where he's contracted to do 60 minutes, at least 45. Always, always at get, least 45. And it, it should be... I get cut short. They tell me 20 to 25 almost all the time. And it should be worth mentioning, too, that he signs all these deals personally through his manager so a lot of times when you do the shows the venues don't realize that they're supposed to pay you as well right which has got to be frustrating it's the most frustrating thing i've ever dealt with on the road and before before opening for him i never ever ran into that once everywhere we've gone that just no problems with the hotels and no problems with getting paid afterwards they know exactly how much, and just I, I haven't so, actually had a show yet where we haven't ran into that. So I know you've said a couple times that uh, that he's done significantly less time than he's supposed to do. Um, what's the longest set that you've ever seen him do? I did see him do about 50 minutes one time. Really? Yeah. And it was actually... Once? Once. <laughs> You want to hear the shortest set I've seen him do? Yes, yes. <laughs> I need the shortest set you've ever yeah. seen Dustin Diamond do. Give it to me. Oh, man. This is uh, <laughs> setting it up. We're in Salina. Salina, Kansas. Kansas, yes. I think I've been there before. You probably have, and it's, uh, yeah. it's a nice town. <laughs> it sounds it's, sarcastic, uh, but it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But we're in this little, it's it's a dive bar. I've never seen anything like it before. It's a long, narrow bar, and there's probably about 15 drunk people in it. And the show's going to start in five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, so I get up reluctantly, and uh, I, I, <laughs> I do my time. I did 30 minutes in front of uh, 15 drunk people that weren't listening. I will say this for Andy, that you are probably one of the best openers I've ever had as far Thank as, you. like, nothing rattles you. Like, when people meet you and stuff, like, you know, not just to, to put you down or anything, but I'm sure people think that, like, you're kind of a pushover. All the time. <laughs> but, like, I have never, in all the shitty gigs that we have done together, I've never seen you get rattled. Like, you do the most professional show that you can do in like some of the most ridiculous circumstances and that's what you have to do when you open or even do comedy in general like 
you can't show like a drunk rowdy crowd that they're getting to you because then they just you know see the blood in the water and then they just keep coming you know (laughs) but you do what you're supposed to do you you just keep more jokes you don't like that one how about this one you don't like that one how about this one try something else but i get the sense that screech is not that kind of comic (laughs) so what happened in salinas kansas salina kansas he's uh on stage for his entire set 20 minutes 20 minutes and that's pushing it it was probably about 17 minutes oh my god and here's what happens he's like i'm he did 17 minutes and he walks up to the owner of the bar and apologizes he's like hey man i'm sorry we'll hang out but first i'm gonna go put these pictures back in my car and then i'll come back in we get outside and he just bails he's just like let's go did you get paid we got paid before the show oh my god i can't imagine what that phone call was to his manager Uh, that was not a not a fun phone call did he did his manager call him and give him shit oh yeah god man and uh, all he does he just is like well you don't know what these shows are like man (laughs) i have a another we are in uh st cloud and um, he didn't get the hotel room he wanted. And so he's like, fine then. I'm just going to cancel these shows. What? And, uh, yeah. This is like the second time I ever met him. <laughs> Did you get... Don't touch the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it makes noise. Don't touch. It, it makes noise if you touch oh. it. So just keep close. It's like I'm trying to interview the godfather here. After he hits like a really important point, he just... Leans back in the office chair. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, get, get up to the mic. This is an interview. Oh, man. He, so um, did he cancel those shows? No, it happened. And this happens a lot, too. He's like, Randy, uh, call the club and tell them we're not doing the show. You have and to I was call like, him. what do you mean, Randy, call him? <laughs> you have to call him. Yeah. It's never, uh, never I'm going to call and cancel. It's, uh, hey. Randy, if I were you, I'd uh, call and tell him we're not doing the show tonight. <laughs> Why? Just every time. Because uh, I'm his babysitter. and <laughs> it, is, it is worth mentioning, too, that you have severed your relationship with Dustin Diamond at this time. That you're currently it's not touring with him anymore. No. If you were still touring with him, would you have done this podcast? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. It's just going to be an awkward drive next time. <laughs> so <laughs> when I go to pick him up in Milwaukee, that uh, <laughs> just a walk of shame back to Dustin's house. That, uh, that, two, that week that you did in North Dakota, he shorted his time a lot on that those shows too. I remember you were telling me that. Yeah, that that's uh, like the first night he did twenty five or whatever. He uh, the first night. He did about 35. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> that's, that's good let's for him. give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? He it was the second night. He um, did about 25 minutes. And this is the crowd, the same crowd that uh, that they were talking during my entire set, and the girl yelled out, you suck. Yeah. Dustin walked on stage, and they just became completely focused. Yeah, that's and usually what happens. watching his show, they were there to see him, and... They actually respected that. 
and um, yeah, he took my set and put that in his head basically, and did 25 minutes <laughs> in front of a great crowd for him. When did he get? He got pissed at you the next night. In he my got because you did 20 or something. I did. Like that? I did 25 the next night. Okay. I and did. He, uh, we were in yeah Minot, North Dakota. And he. Fl- <laughs> I don't know if that was picked up on the podcast, but holy shit. Someone just sneezed right outside the door. The big bad wolf is finally here. Jesus. What are you snorting cayenne pepper out there? But uh, yeah, the the next night, um, I did go. I did 25 minutes, which I was told 25 to 30. Yeah. I feel like 25 is fair. If they're talking and somebody yells out, you suck. I'm pretty sure my time is done. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished my set and went off. And um, Dustin goes on. They're completely focused on him. Everything's going fine. He does 25 minutes. And the host after the show comes up to him is like, hey, while well, they're both still on stage, is like, hey, do you think you could do the last 15 minutes of your set, last 20 minutes? And uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that yesterday when you were telling me that story. He said that to him on stage. On stage. As he was like, that's that's what I got, thanks. And mm-hmm. then he came on stage and, like, stopped him for a second and was like, hey, do you think you can do the, the hey, last do you, 20 minutes of your set? Do you think you could do uh, the rest of it? And what is, oh, my <laughs> God. The other man. half? <laughs> that, oh, my God. Is that him? Oh, that seems so embarrassing. What did Screech say? He just he blew him off. And just walked off stage. Like, gave him like a wave and a laugh and just left the stage? Yeah, exactly. And just God. walked back Were to... Were people mad? I don't... I don't feel like the crowd was all that mad. God, it just blows I don't my mind, man. I feel like when they go to his shows that they know exactly what to expect at yeah. comedy shows. They don't... Uh, well, see, I was talking... I had a podcast a couple weeks ago where I was talking about famous people and stuff. And it seems like it's either one of two ways. Like... Like, Tom Arnold would do, like, two hours, and Chris Kattan was doing, like, 22 minutes. <laughs> and they were trying to, like, force him to do 45, and he was bailing at 22 minutes every single time. And they're like, we can't have this. People are paying $30, $40, $50 a ticket to see you. You can't do 22 minutes. Like, they're here. Did and he then, ever do his time? No, never. <laughs> <That was laughs> and the shit that he was talking about on stage was the worst. Like, he had a bit about... How when he's with his friends, he pretends to shit things out of his ass. So he'll, like, squat down like he's about to poop, and then he'll drop things from behind his butt so it looks like he's pooping it. So he grabs, like, a plate and a ketchup bottle and stuff off the table in the front row, and he's like, and then he just, like, drops the plate and the ketchup bottle, and he thinks it's really funny, and we're like, this is horrible. I think his friends are more psycho than mine if they're laughing at this yeah. stuff. <laughs> he was did doing he a, get doing laughs a on it, or did he no, just... No, no, people were They were pretty really upset. Uh, well, the, la- the last night that we were there, we were up in the bar, and we both got paid, and he took his check, and he turned to the, he turned to the bartender, and he said, did you have that cocaine that, <laughs> that I was looking for? And the bartender was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because <laughs> the owner and the manager were standing right there. He's yeah. like, and the owner goes, did that just happen? Did Chris Catan just ask for cocaine right in front of my face? And just to say the word. Yeah. Not even just like, hey, do you got any of that snow we were you talking got, about? You got, that, you got that candy? You got that candy? Uh, nothing. Just See, I, uh, I worked the Comics Cafe in New York, Rochester, New York, the week after Dustin Diamond was there. 
and there was a lot of rumors swirling around there that uh, tell that story. He enjoyed some candy. Like apparently, from what I heard, this and I, you know, I don't want to get sued over libel. This is all hearsay. I have no idea if this is true or not. But one of the staff there told me that during one of the shows, he had the MC come back on stage, so he could go out and like smell some drugs in a closet <laughs> which i he think just, you get what i'm saying <laughs> smell some drugs and then came back out, came back out it was like yeah that's and a, did uh did the rest of his set and i was like that just seems so crazy more energetic this time yeah <laughs> he was just off the charts because those drugs smell real nice <laughs> um but that was super like i didn't take it to heart because i was like that just seems really strange that he would be into that kind of stuff but you know the rumors swirl around that you know he's he's kind of into that and who knows man i mean with the amount of problems that he's had i right i just love listening to your stories with him because it just it seems like a, a sitcom you know like the story <laughs> where you were driving a really shitty car and you picked him up in milwaukee and you guys were going to be doing a show in Kentucky and your car started leaking gas <laughs> is probably one of the funniest stories I've heard in a while. You got to tell that story. <laughs> I was, uh, first off, it's a, a 1990 Pontiac Grand Prix. Oh, mint. I'm 24 years old. It's old enough to go to the bars with me and stuff. <laughs> That's what I said when I got it. <laughs> That's why I bought it. But, uh, so I'm driving that to pick up Dustin in Milwaukee and, um, I fill up right before his house, like a block before I get to his house. I fill up the gas tank. We get about two hours outside, <laughs> two hours away from his house, and my gas tank is on empty. <laughs> and I was like, something is not right. <laughs> Holy shit. Every time I went through a toll booth, I smelled gas, and I was like, this is weird that all these toll booths smell like gas. <laughs> I feel like it, it seems like one of those scenarios where you like you fart and then it just follows you around the house because it's still in your pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like maybe it's just a semi that's been ahead of us maybe forever. It's me. I don't know. Everywhere that's I go, what I found it smells out. like gas. What are people spilling gas everywhere? <laughs> so obviously your car had a problem. It was leaking yeah. gas. When did you guys realize that it was leaking gas? I pulled into a gas station in Gary, Indiana. Oh, the gem of the South Chicago. Yeah. Now, if he had a story about getting robbed there by two black gentlemen, I would believe that. I would have been involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) I still think it's a funny visual that they were staying at his hotel. (laughs) Give me the money, punk. I just like that they rode the elevator up with him. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice day. (laughs) The funniest part about that story is he said he didn't have any money on him, but he got robbed. He got mugged. What did they take? They took nothing. He just That's said that. That's technically not a robbery. No. That's his story. And I was like, well, what did they. sticking to it, I guess. What did they get from you? And he's like, nothing. It was just a bad situation. If I could have got a hold of you. It's like, what am I going to do, first Man. off? Yeah. And second of all, if somebody's mugging you. Well, we talked about that in the last podcast that you're. About five two one forty with boyish features. <laughs> so how are you going and, uh, to be intimidating if I'm anyone? I'm getting mugged. Yeah. Am I going to call like the comedian that I'm working with, <laughs> or maybe the cops? <laughs> yeah, maybe the authorities would probably. <laughs> I'm definitely going with the other comic. Better than that. Than, uh, 
tiny ninja man. <laughs> so, uh, how did you realize that the car was leaking gas? So I, I pull into a gas station and I, I was just looking under it, and uh, I see something leaking, and I was like, maybe it's the AC. I don't know. And so I fill it. I put. I put. I didn't fill it. I'm not that dumb after I leaked the entire tank out. <laughs> but I put $10 worth in, and uh, we brought it over to uh, Midas. <laughs> and but, he, uh, he used a story? He used a story. <laughs> to get, get your car to the front of the line? First of all, yeah, we walk in, and they all recognize him, which that kind of that sure blows me away helps. a little bit. Yeah. That, uh, he that he's helps. still recognized from 20 years ago. Well, Saved by the Bell was a pretty big show. It was a really big show. You told me you actually enjoy it more when people don't recognize him. <laughs> I like that. It's funny. <laughs> Who are you? What, <laughs> what show did you do? I don't know what that is. The 20-year-olds have no idea. So anyways, it's he, just funny he, to see. he told a lie that you guys were rushing to do some kind of he show for like to, uh, underprivileged people or something like that. Anyways, he got the car pushed to the to front the very of the front. line. And they put it up on the rack. And they, they raised it. The car it. was running. The car was running on the rack, and they raised it up. And uh, <laughs> it, the, you see the mist coming out, the gasoline coming out of the tank, going everywhere on their ground. And <laughs> my favorite part, one of the workers walks right underneath the car as we're all watching gas gets pour gasoline from it. gasoline right in his eyeballs. All in his eyes, and what he just starts... What an idiot. <laughs> he, At he that just point... starts screaming. <laughs> oh, God, my eyes! That's exactly... My eyes! <laughs> and he just fucking covers up ass. his eyes. Are you shitting me? <laughs> we're all watching this gas come so from it. There's about four people. Lie. Get out of here. This guy got no gasoline lies. in his eyeballs. As four of us are standing around my car, <laughs> just watching. I would have been like, is this fucking <laughs> Impractical Jokers? Is this that show on True TV? Anyways, they tell I mean, you I it's I was a wreck. That car is all I have. They tell you it's dangerous and you shouldn't be driving it. They, uh, yeah, they said I wouldn't and drive Screech it was like, anywhere. F it, put it down, we need it. I just remember him looking at me, his exact words. He looks down and he's like, scare tactics, take it down. <laughs> Oh my god! And so, so, uh, so literally, your your car is leaking gasoline all over to the, the country. tune of like you're filling it up and it's empty within. It, it was really weird. If we were on a highway, like we could last longer. Well, yeah. So the kind of probably like aerodynamic kind of leak like that staying, it had. If we yeah. had to stop and go a lot, it would just be draining out. And of that's the car. what happened. We took back roads, thinking that would be smarter. Neither one of us know anything about cars. Oh, my God. We just were thinking if we stay on the back so roads, we can... So you you left Duluth, you picked him up in Milwaukee, and where were you headed? We were heading to Evansville, Kentucky. Are you sure you know, Evansville, Indiana? It's right by Evansville, Indiana. Okay, maybe there's a Kentucky and an Indiana. It's, uh... It's right... Henderson. Hendersonville. Hendersonville, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that show. I figured you have done I, that. Right? I think actually, actually you were doing that the week after. Yeah, because I saw I saw your advertisement there too. Yeah, they started talking about Dustin Diamond when I was there. Holy shit! So just to put this in perspective, you leave Duluth and drive to Milwaukee, which is six hours. Right. You leave Milwaukee and drive to Henderson, Kentucky, which is probably another 
it five? should be another five. So you drove 11 hours, 22 hours round trip with a car hemorrhaging gasoline. All right. So with the type Just, of car that you have, knowing my car, and an 11-hour trip, that would probably be about four tanks of gas. How many <laughs> tanks of gas was it? After I got to Milwaukee, um, it's about... I'm trying to think here. I guess Gary, Indiana to Hendersonville, Hendersonville, Kentucky. It should be, I think it's another 160 miles. Yeah. Right around there. It cost about $168. Oh, my God. To get the rest of the way. And he didn't help with gas He at didn't all. help with gas. He was just like, uh, what oh are you going to do God. about money? And <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to actually call my friend... Tom and uh, have him transfer money from his account to mine. Jesus Christ. To see if, uh, just so that we could make it. And luckily we got there and uh, they had security guards for the, the screech show. It's the first I just, time the that thing that, the thing that baffles me the most and, you know, maybe we're just different types of people. You know, me and you uh, up against Dustin Diamond, but it's just like I just have this thing inside of me that when like people are going out of their way to help me, like I want to make sure that they're taken care of. And like for a year and a half, like you're at this guy's beck and call, and it seems like he has no uh, wherewithal of your plans or your life. Because there was another story you were telling me that that um, he was he was flying out of Minneapolis and was this Minot that you guys you had to go from Minot to Minneapolis for his flight right. or from Fargo to Minneapolis um, we flight? were going from Minot to Minneapolis yeah so you had to you had to leave at a certain time to get him there in time for his flight right I had it planned out in my head yeah because that's what I did all night after the show just to <laughs> figure things out. Well, obviously, I get a little because you want to make sure that travel. make sure that he gets on his flight and out out of the fuck of your life. Right, <laughs> I would be the same <laughs> way, and I have been that way before early on in my career traveling with dicks. Like you know, you I just want to get them the fuck wherever they're going, so they're out of my life. So this weekend can, can be on. over, yeah. So you're like sitting in your room. You're I up, just like, like plotting. <laughs> you're plotting map quests and everything. Like from my straight talk yeah. cell phone. <laughs> straight talk yeah, LG. Horrible service. Just we're gonna go North here <laughs> and we're gonna go there. Drop him off. I'm the fuck out of his I'm life. I'm going home. <laughs> and what does he do? He stays up all night until hanging with people, drinking, doing God knows what. All right. And and you leave. Oh, well, I came to his door at uh, 4 in the morning when we were planning on leaving because I just was like, you know what, I'm just not going to sleep tonight. Yeah. I'm going to get this mapped out and because uh, I, I know if I go to sleep at that time, I'm probably going to wake up late because yeah. it was a late show and we didn't get back till probably like midnight. Mm -hmm. But he stayed out doing whatever. And uh, so I just I had it mapped out. I was ready to go at 4 like I planned. I'd knock on his door. And uh, he doesn't answer at first. Oh, my God. And um, there's nothing that drives me more insane because I'm the ty same type of person. Like when I'm on the road and especially if it's like a multi-city thing, 
Like, I like to get there a little earlier so I can relax. Like, there's certain people that are like, I want to get to the town 46 minutes before showtime. Right. Check into my room, do the show, and then I'll relax after the show. But I like before. No, I like to get there like we did yesterday, yeah. you know. We got so, here at 3 and yeah, have time, time to relax and just know that you're there for the show so you so don't have to stress there. about that. He wasn't there. And, uh, yeah, so I went back to my room and... Uh, <laughs> I called his room a few times and no answer. And uh, finally, I would, I would be so fucking furious if that was me. I'd I was ready to leave him. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was at you, that point. I'll like, tell you what, man, I would have fucking left. It's not my responsibility. Yeah. But I, I don't, I, I don't have that. But in you're me. I would have been worried the entire yeah, drive back, like he <laughs> is gonna kill me. Sent out a hit squad to get you <laughs> in Detroit Lakes. <laughs> but you're not that type of guy, like. Neither of us are. I wish. You know? I wish I was. Yeah. I, but I, well, I mean, the silver lining of this whole podcast is that you finally did sever ties with him. So at some point, you were like, "Let's just that enough is enough." Right. So, <laughs> I just love the conversation because you finally get a hold of him and you leave extremely later than you were supposed to. Two hours. You're running razor thin, getting him to the airport on time for his flight, and I just love the conversation that you guys have. From Minot to <laughs> Minneapolis, you letting him know that, like, we are running razor thin for you to catch this flight, and him just going through the processes of, like, well, what will happen if I don't get on my plane? He, and I swear, point. I would have turned to him and been like, you fucking stay at the airport and find another flight. Like, you're not my responsibility. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he looks at me, knew we were running late, and... Uh, doesn't doesn't apologize or anything. He's just like you need to go faster the entire time. And uh, he looks at me and it's like so. So tell me right now, what's what's worst case scenario if I don't make this flight? You should have turned to him and went scare tactics and just kicked him out of the car. In fucking Detroit Lakes. You're staying here. That's worst case scenario. Jesus Christ. Give me all your money. You know those guys you got mugged by? <laughs> well, you were like, you know, well, I guess you could come to Duluth with me and stay at my house. At first, then... I just said nothing. I was I was pissed. Yeah. And that's when I get mad, I just get quiet. And he knew. <laughs> and I, I was just... Yeah. Because I knew what was coming next. I knew what was coming next is that he was going to try and talk me into just driving him all the way home. Because from... that's what he does. Because from... Mil- <laughs> From the airport in Minneapolis to Milwaukee is roughly about five and a half hours. Right. So he, the guy who stayed up all night and fucked the time schedule, was going to try to negotiate, still not paying gas money. Still, no. He didn't pay any gas money from Minot to to Minneapolis. Trying to get you to to take him the the 11-hour round trip to his house. He eleven you think hours. That was it would his, have been about twelve and a half to Duluth. Do you think that was his plan all along? Was I to think it was miss, his plan. Miss his flight so you could drive him straight home. Yep. See that does that makes no sense? Why to would me. you? Like, yeah. Why would you want to be in the car for, for five long. and a half hours when I'm sure a flight from Minneapolis to Milwaukee is like seventy five minutes? You know. And I explained that to him on the uh, after the he tickets said already that. paid for. Like what the? F- right. Like I don't get it. And. uh we were just driving back and he's like well maybe i can fly back from fargo and uh he called his wife Mm -hmm. and she said no we're not spending the extra money 
And she was actually mad, too, that I wouldn't drive him the rest of the way home. And I explained to him on the way, I was like, it's a five and a half hour drive. And he's like, "It's, it's it's only five and a half hours extra, and you can just sleep on my couch tonight. And I was like, no, it's not just five and a half hours extra. It's five and a half to your house. It's for you. Yeah. It's only five and a half hours, but for me, I, then I have to turn around in a car by myself after working a weekend with you. <laughs> was that that was the last? That was kind of the last. Time the last you saw him. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely the last time I have talked to him. Well, it's just interesting to me listening to the stories that you tell because it seems like, and maybe I'm out of line, but it seems like he could care less about the comedy show in and of itself. He loves the the attention and the partying and the hanging out with people where they're all like oh my god we're with screech you know like that's what he looks forward to like he could care less about the comedy is I that think, a, uh, yeah is he that a correct statement the paycheck yeah <laughs> that's, that's and, a correct uh, statement god that is just like one of my other biggest pet peeves is people that don't respect this business and the writing and the performance and you know he had like 10 minutes of fucking fame back in the 80s on some shitty sitcom that they still play over and over again and he's milking the fuck out of it and screwing guys like us out of opportunities it just sucks right but uh the um so i think one of the last oh we got we actually a couple stories left but so he we made his flight we caught it yeah. what happened was that we got there it was leaving at 126 in the afternoon and uh, i got him there at 120 going 85 the entire time which is <laughs> it's <illegal>. crazy <laughs> now i'm gonna get a ticket in the mail yeah <laughs> I, I doubt they can prove that that's funny i'd be so like no it's <laughs> so uh so obviously he enjoys the attention on the road, probably mostly from the ladies, I would assume. And uh, he likes only. to party. No dudes, just ladies? O- only ladies. He won't hang out with dudes after the show? Not <laughs> nope, a lot. Just the ladies. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting because sometimes he'll like text and shit with chicks from your phone. Right. To kind of hide whatever we don't know what he's doing, but to hide whatever he's doing, and you got his phone number. You got a phone call from some lady that apparently he texted from your phone, and uh, I think we're gonna, if we can, it'd be funny to play that voicemail. I don't know if it's gonna, if anybody's gonna be able to hear it. I couldn't hear it that well in the car, but oh, we Lord. can play it, and then you can do the the voice subtitles for it for the people on the show because it I is kind of muffled to it real quick yeah it's get hard to, to hear. it get to it find it <laughs> but yeah i mean obviously everything on this podcast is hearsay only the stuff that randy has seen personally we can verify but it's just you know in the comedy business right now oh, here we go okay I gotta restart it. Okay, start it. You got it on speaker? I don't know how to restart it. You can't push one or something? Oh, there you go. Make sure it's close to the mic. First 
North Dakota, and I tried to perform at the other place. And one of my friends, the blonde hair girl with blonde hair, gave me the number because I was infatuated with Faith by the Bell. I named my second son after that. But I need to know when you're coming back for the comedy hour at the other place before you go to Wilson, because I really want to meet Mario. And I know he used to date Kelly back in the day, and I know it's mixed on all that. <laughs> Give me a call. My name is Miss Don't Lund. put her phone number on the podcast. Get it away from the mic. <laughs> we probably shouldn't even have had her last name, but I don't know if people could hear that. But uh, Can you edit it? Yeah. I'll go back, and if somehow her last name got on there, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So if you weren't able to hear that, she said that she was a huge fan of Saved by the Bell, and she got his phone number from some other girl and wanted to call. Which is, is my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> so she. Which, in the voicemail, I, I think it says my name even. Randy? But she, oh. I don't but know. She said she named her second kid Zach <laughs> after, after Saved by the Bell. After Zach And she Morris. wanted to get with him again so they could meet Mario. And I'm assuming <laughs> she means Mario Lopez. That's who hilarious. Was, uh, what the hell was his name in Saved by the Bell? Slater. No, was yeah, it? Zach yeah, Zach and Slater. Zach and Slater. That's right. So that you get you get these every once in a while, right? I Just get ladies uh, calling phone you. calls, yeah. Probably, probably twice a month or so. I don't even get. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. I like one of the one of the last stories. Um, there was a time where he had he had invited a bunch of people back to his room for like a party, and when you got there, it just turned out to be you, him, and two women just hanging out in his room. <laughs> you should tell that story because we uh... it seems so awkward. <laughs> it was awkward. <laughs> we uh, we were staying in a uh, I guess it's a bed and breakfast. It's a bed and breakfast. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. No, oh, I thought I told you. You probably did, but I didn't catch it. It's, what? <laughs> in Hudson. Oh God. And uh, we did the show on a boat. <laughs> And afterwards, we went to this bar that's kind of close to the yeah. uh, bed and breakfast, and I didn't really want to go, but I went with them, and uh, we go back to the place afterwards, just <laughs> just four of us, <laughs> and uh, somehow ended up in the uh, jacuzzi bathtub. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's like just a hot tub out, in the... Having a party? Yeah. Just jacuzziing around? Just hanging out, and it, like two in the morning or so and I, I don't know about you like you know i've left that life behind quite a long time ago but i, don't I mean that's that a life. pretty <laughs> it's a pretty easy assumption that when you're in a room and it's two guys and two girls you're assuming <laughs> you're assuming one is for you i mean that's a pretty standard that's assumption. A, yeah pretty standard assumption and i just i don't know why it just makes me laugh so much where you told me that at some point he said Anybody that's not staying in my room tonight, get out. So you stood up and started <laughs> making, a, making a move toward the door, assuming that one of the two girls would start strolling with you, and you got to the door and turned around, <laughs> and no one had moved. 
<laughs> you know, and we're not we're not implying any improprieties <laughs> happened in the room after Randy but, left. Uh, but who knows what happened in that room? But it was a pretty good walk kind of, of shame by myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I, think, I think that was actually the funniest part. Not to like, you know, show you in a bad light, but I it just think funny. it's a funny moment. <laughs> you turn around and no one has moved a muscle, <laughs> and you're like, "All right, then, I guess." I met my girlfriend after that. I told her that story, and yeah. she still laughs about it. It's pretty classic. <laughs> so a year and a half. How many shows do you think you've done with him or did with him? We probably did. I would say about 30 shows together okay. in that year and a half. Always your car. Always my car. Not no once. I've never money. seen him drive. Long, <laughs> I don't longest, know if he has a driver's license. Longest set he's ever done, 50 minutes. Shortest, shortest 17 minutes. <laughs> so all of this shit. You're driving him to that airport. You're rushing. You're doing 85 miles an hour. You're trying to get him to the airport to get him out of your fucking life. And what does he say to you as you pull up to the airport to drop him off for the final time? He turns to you and says... He says, man, you really need to turn your life around. Get the fuck out of here. Still ludicrous. Well, Randy, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling these stories. I know uh, not that many people listen to this podcast, but it, if it gets back to him about all these stories... Then we're I'm doing sure. another podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you'll probably get some backlash about it, but I appreciate it. And like I said, a lot of the stuff is uh, the stuff that Randy didn't experience is hearsay. We don't really know if it's true or not, but the stuff that he saw with his own two eyes is, is truthful and, and 100% real, so... Take it, take it as you were. But uh, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, that was my second part interview with Randy and Carlo about Screech. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you like the podcast, go to iTunes, write a review for us. You know, so we can get some buzz going. Uh, you can also get the episodes on Podbean. Um, you can also download them from uh, any app on a phone that uh, links to iTunes podcast just punch in Mark Poulos or Unbridled Enthusiasm follow me on Twitter the Mark Poulos uh, the website's Large Drunk Man that's got all my tour dates uh, yeah and uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows that there are a million fish in the sea and I'm just a worm to attract them. <laughs> ha! Maybe for you it was. For me it was the real thing. My moment in time. You got a problem with that, dimples? <laughs> Dog!
insists on giving them to me. 